أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا وحبيبنا ومطاعنا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم قال تعالى بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فاصدع بما تؤمر وأعرض عن المشركين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إنما أنا رحمة مهدع وكما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم Respected علماء كرام Respected elders, beloved brothers Allah has blessed us In this that we are living through very important times in the year Challenging times in life and valuable time as far as our deen is concerned. These 10 days are so valuable that the quran Kareem takes qasam by these 10 days. Wal-Fajr. The Quran takes qasam by Surah Al-Fajr, by, by the Fajr prayer. Wal-Fajr. How valuable is the Fajr prayer? Allah give us all tawfiq that every day we start with tahajjud and then Fajr. Allah give us tawfiq. Allah takes qasam by the Fajr prayer. Wal-Fajr. These ten nights refer to the days we are living in now. Generally, we know the value of the month of Ramadan. And we are encouraged. And we generally know. But sadly, many a time we neglect these ten days. From the pillars of Islam, Allah names a chapter, Surah Al-Hajj. This is our valuable Hajj. So Hajj is fard. For the believer, when he can, and Allah has blessed him with the ability. But interesting is the compulsion, the verse that makes Hajj compulsive. Walillah, analyze this verse. Allah says, For Allah, Walillah, this is for Allah. Hajj is the journey for Allah. So this rukun of deen, this ayah starts with Allah's name. So Lillah means for Allah, for Allah's sake. And it is a journey towards finding the love of Allah. Walillah. Then Allah says, Alanas upon humanity. As though every person should be yearning to be there. That is why we encourage strongly in deen. It's emphasized in our deen to, to sacrifice the animal. And yes, share the animal with all our people. 
And in the Hanafi madhab, we are encouraged to share our meat with the non-Muslims as well. We're living with them in this country. Majority is non-Muslim. Show them. These are ways to show them the character of our deen. Walillah, alam humanity. So every person should aspire. I want to go for Hajj. And in one's entire life, one should be saving. Whether Allah gives us the opportunity to go or not. But we have to aspire. We have to have the intention. We have to have the aspiration. Alamnas, humanity. Hijjul bayt. Then Quran Kareem says, Man istata'a ilayhi sabila. Istata'a comes towards the end of the verse. But then the verse says, Waman kafara. And he who shows ingratitude and ungratefulness to Allah's wish, what Allah wants us to aspire to do. And he shows independence. That what's the need for me to go there? Waman kafara. Quran portrays Allah's glory and independence. Allah independent of humanity. Meaning Allah needs no one and Allah needs nothing. And we are totally in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is Mubarak. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, throughout the year, the most meritorious time for ibadah are these ten days. These days, ibadat is most beloved. So let's value these days. Every day, every night. In the report of Tirmidhi, every day's fast is equivalent to a year's fast. Every night's tahajjud is equivalent to Laylatul Qadr. But let's analyze Rasulullah's life. Meccan life, blessed life. In Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi life, Hajj was not fun. Hajj was in the Ummah from the time of Ibrahim Alayhi Salatu Wasalam and then his son Ismail Alayhi Salatu Wasalam. We discussed Hazrat Ibrahim Alayhi Salatu Wasalam last night and I want you all to look into the Quran. We generally, when we speak about Hazrat Ibrahim Alayhi Salam, we go to him sacrificing his son. But also look into chapter 19, Surah Maryam, verses 41. And chapter 21, verses 51. Read those two incidents mentioned in the Quran. Allah mentions Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salam 69 times. Allah mentions his son, Ismail alayhi salam 12 times. Allah mentions Ibrahim alayhi salam's nephew. And read this in the Quran as well. Who was his nephew? Hazrat Lut alayhi salam. 27 times in the Quran. But you might say, what about Janabi Rasulullah sallallahu The entire Quran is Janabi Rasulullah sallallahu Every limb of Rasulullah sallallahu is referred to in the Quran Kareem. He is the addressee. He is addressed no less than 2,762 times. He is the addressee of the Quran among the Anbiya that are mentioned most in the Quran Kareem is our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's grandfather, Hazrat Ibrahim Alayhi Salam. Those two ayat I mentioned to you that I want you to look into is Allah is speaking about how Hazrat Ibrahim Alayhi Salam was inviting his community to Islam. Allah forgive us, you and I, we forget that story. And we think it's a fairy tale, it's just to read and go past. And we forget that it's to, to be done, it's to do. Karne ka cheez hai. Sirf parne ka Not only to read, but it's for you and I to do the same. Like us, call the people and invited them from the idolatry. Oh my people, why do you worship idols? He's crying behind them, he's begging them, he's convincing them. 
Then when they go to their festival, he wants to open their brain. He wants them to think. So he uses a strategy. And throughout the Quran Kareem, Allah speaks of the strategies Ibrahim salam used, how he debated with his people, how he conversed with his people, how he tried to convince his people repeatedly. Maybe they'll repent and think and open their minds. He tried so hard. Allah mentions this in the Quran Kareem. Our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the greatest of Anbiya alayhi wa sallam, wa sallam, did the same. It was the Hajj time in Makkah. Whoever came into Makkah, no matter who he was, no matter from which tribe he tribe he hailed, our beloved reached him. Our beloved sallallahu alayhi wa sallam approached him. He didn't say, I am the greatest, they should come to me. He was the greatest, he went to them. Throughout the year, especially, the time of Hajj, the Arabs were coming for Hajj, this time of the year. Dhul Qada, there was a market called Dhul Majaz, Majinna and Ukkal. One was a market, the other was a poetry competition. Our Nabi was there, it's documented in history. I want you to go home and open a book you have in your shelf. You have the English translation. Hayat al-Sahaba of Malala Yusuf Rahmatullahi. In the first volume, right in the beginning, look into the chapter. Our Nabi going to the Arab tribe during Hajj. Read that endless chapter. Tribe after tribe. Year after year. What did he say? What was their reaction? What did he then do? Relentlessly, continuously, aspiring, striving, crying for their hidayah. He arrives at a tribe, the Banu Amir tribe. They ill-treated him. They said to him, you know what? Every year you're telling us your same stories. Aghni anna nafsa. Please, we are not interested. Get lost. It hurt him. He went to another tribe, the Banu Muharib tribe. He spoke to them. They all were listening attentively. All this you're going to read in this beautiful kitab. They listened to him attentively. Then one man came in. He was an old man. He was stick, stuck and stubborn in his ways. 120 years was his age. He said, wait, wait, I want to talk to this man. He says, you know what? We're not interested in you. I am telling my people, whoever listens to you will be taking a curse of Makkah. Get lost. Go away. It hurt him so much. Abu Lahab comes in. He heard what the old man said to our beloved sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He says, I've come to congratulate you. I am this young man who's talking to you. I am his uncle. I've come to tell you that I wish everyone was like you. Then this man would stop. Na'udhu billah. This nonsense that he's involved in. Na'udhu billah. This was how our beloved sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the greatest, the greatest of Allah's creation was treated. Where? In the plains of Mina and Arafah and Muzdalifah. Did he stop? Qabilatan, qabilatan. Person to person, tribe to tribe, tent to tent, individual to individual, community to community. Sometimes Zayd would join, join him. Sometimes Hazrat Abu Bakr would join him. Sometimes Hazrat Ali would join him. Sometimes he used to take his uncle Abbas or my uncle. Hazrat Abbas was not even a Muslim at the time. You know what? You know these tribes. Introduce me. Come with me. He then comes to the Banu Abs tribe. Year in and year out, he speaks to them. On Mina, he says to them, that this is the truth. Do you want goodness? I want to call you to something best for you. Something that is good for you. Can't you and I say the same thing to people? He comes to your office. Tell him, brother, I want to tell you something that will benefit you in this world and the next. Use the words of our beloved 
used the words of Hazrat Ibrahim to open the people's mindset and their intellect. People are searching, people are thirsty. Now in the world more than ever, they don't know what to do. Their children are going astray. Tell them, see what Allah says in the Quran about Hazrat Lut and what he speak, what happened to his people for what they indulged in. Show your colleagues and non-Muslim friends and associates in the Quran Show them. This is our duty. When Allah's Nabi spoke collectively to this community, there was one man who was listening attentively. His name is mentioned in this hadith. The narrator of this report is Wabisah. He became Muslim later. He says, I was from the Banu Abs tribe. And the man who showed interest from everyone was a man that Sarah. So Maysara showed interest. After speaking to everyone, our beloved Sallallahu took Maysara one side. And he says, Maysara, I'm telling you, this is the truth. Maysara says, tell me more. And Allah's Nabi Sallallahu would recite Quran to him and show the truth to everyone. Whether they were interested or not, he would try and create this interest in them and inspire them. Maysara says, you know, I'm convinced. But I can't take that step now because my entire community is against me. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, I am here in Makkah. When you're ready, you come. Offer people. I stay here. This is my address. Come with me. I'll take you to our masjid. Experience. See how we pray. This is what your Nabi and my Nabi did every day, every opportunity, every moment. He sees to do this. Maysara then goes to his people. He says, you know what, join me. Let's accept him right now. They said, please stop this. We're not interested. We are going back. So as they returning home to the area, Banu Abs, he convinces them, let's go via Fadak. Fadak was a Jewish community. Let's go visit them. Let's see what they have to say. When they met the Jewish community, the senior Jewish scholar rabbi said, let me read to you the descriptions of the final Nabi of Allah. He reads it from the Old Testament. And our Muhammad is clearly described in the Old and the New Testament. Clearly, despite its distortion, up till today there's verses that can only fit Janabi Rasulullah like a glove and nobody else. And they know it. But we have to show it to them, those that don't know. Most don't know. Allah forgive us, you and I make an excuse or they know. They don't know, they're looking, they lost. Even those believing in Christian Christianity are leaving that because they're turning to atheism and every other evil way. They, they don't know where to turn to, they are lost. They don't know what's happening to their children. And you and I are keeping it to ourselves. When this Jewish scholar said to them, if this was the man you met, he was the right man for you to embrace. And he said also, that the Jewish community harbor hatred for him because he's not from the children of Ishaq. And we discussed this last night. Hazrat Ishaq and his offspring, Ibrahim Salam's offspring via Ismail They were, they harbored hatred because Nubuwa came out from the offspring of Hazrat Ishaq They weren't prepared to accept the decree of Allah, the decision of Allah and Allah's chosen one, Muhammad Rasulullah They were not prepared to be happy with Allah's decision. This Jew said the truth to them. So Mesara says to the others, come, let's go back. They said, no, 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 no. Let's see next year. Here we learn the harms of procrastination. The sweep, this is what shaitan will do. Whether it's prayer, no, no, not now. Later, you'll pray, but later. Not now, open the Quran Sharif later. You want to take out some literature and show your neighbor or show your friend or show your employee. No, 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 don't do it. He'll insult you. Next time you can do it. My brother, 
we might be dead next time. How will we answer judgment day when that man is marching to hell? How will we answer on judgment day? This procrastination to delay a good action, especially when it comes to sharing Islam. And especially when a non-Muslim wants to come to become Muslim, how shaitan and his forces come and hinder him. You and I have to encourage him. You don't worry. Come, I will pick you up. Take the step. We work together. Come, we'll go play together. Think about it. Encourage him. Become his helper against the forces of shaitan and nafs. So shayateen are working on us not to tell them and on them not to come. Here, Mesara says, I'll go next year. Read the report yourself. Next year, they didn't make it. Another matter came up. Remember Mesara's name. I'll mention him just now again, inshallah. Allah's Nabi goes to another tribe. A very similar event happened. Kinda. And as he spoke to them, he gave them dawah. They said, what you're saying is very fair. What you're saying is very good. We're really interested. Nabi said, think about it and also take me to your tribe. Be my guide. Be my rehber. And to understand Sirah, what this meant is, you needed the senior's permission to speak to his community. So it was one, somewhat a visa kind of system. So he was taking that permission, following the system, give me this authority to go and speak to them. And they allowed him, and he spoke to them, and they were inspired. Then they weren't prepared to accept immediately. As they were returning, they also passed by another Jewish community. This Jewish scholar told them that the man you described in detail in our books, even his birth in Makkah, and soon he will be migrating to Medina, known at that time as Yathrib. See, it's enshrined here. It's inscribed clearly. They were so keen to go. They also procrastinated and went the next year, the Banu Kinda tribe. But the Banu Abs tribe didn't make it the next year. It's reported in the same report that this Jewish scholar who spoke the truth to them, you know what he said? He loved what they did and he started motivating others to accept the truth. On his deathbed, Allah gave him tawfiq to recite the shahada. Read it in the report. This is Allah's mercy. When a person has goodness, Allah will give them tawfiq to recite the shahada and come into Islam at some time or the other. Sometimes there's many good non-Muslims out there who have goodness in them. We have to invite them. There's so many beautiful incidents we've heard. And you read, there's so many beautiful incidents. Hakim bin Hizam was the only Sahabi to be born in the Kaaba Sharif. In his childhood, obviously, that was before the advent of Janabi Rasulullah he was born in the Kaaba Sharif. But later on, he was very old. He was Hazrat Khadija's relative. He embraced Islam. Allah's Nabi was elated with his Islam. And it's reported that before he became Muslim, our Nabi used to take his name and make dua for him. Here we learn, if a non-Muslim is living, you can take his name and say, Allah, this person works with me for so many years. He's my neighbor for so many years. Give him hidayat Allah. Bring him to Islam Allah. Allah, make him a beacon of hidayat Allah. Humanity are thirsty. Take their names and make dua for them if they are living. Hakim bin Hizam asked, O Nabi I was always very charitable. And I was always a man to do every good possible. Will Allah reward me for that now that I am Muslim? Allah's Nabi said, As is in Sahih Bukhari, Aslamta ala ma salafa laka min khair. The goodness of your past became the means of your hidayat. So there's so many who have this goodness. Just motivate them. Just inspire them. There was a Sahabi. 
Hazrat Sa'ah, remember his name. He comes to Allah's Nabi He said, O Nabi of Allah, when Allah reward me for the good, Allah gave me tawfiq to carry out in my past. In the days of Jahiliyyah, Allah's Nabi said, explain to me, what did you do? And the answer he gave left our Nabi in tears. He said, O Nabi of Allah on one occasion, my camel, my female pregnant camel was missing. So I went with my stallion to look for my camel and I went into the wilderness and we got lost in the desert and there far off I reached I found my camel so I had both my camels one pregnant one and the other was the stallion and on my return I passed a simple hut a man who had a few huts and he invited me in Arab hospitality and he called me for a meal I accepted and as we sitting together his wife from inside calls out that your child is born so the husband responds as he's sitting to me sitting with me what is it with her emotional voice he could hear her emotions it's a she it's a girl without even looking without even thinking further he said bury it Hazrat Sa'a says, please, wait, hold on. Why are you doing this? You're showing me so much of kindness. Show this kindness to your child. He says, never. It's a blemish to my name. I can never accept it. Hazrat Sa'a went into a frenzy. He says, please, you cannot do, do this. This is before He's the advent of Islam. He says, you cannot stop me. He says, I'll buy the child from you. I'll give you anything you want, but don't do this. I'll grow her. I will nurture her. And when you want her, you can take her back. But you cannot kill an innocent soul. He said, I will. Then he says, I'll pay you. He says, what can you give me? He says, I got two camels outside and the one is pregnant. Take both. Just don't kill her. He said, done. O Nabi of Allah, I rescued her like this and I grew her up. Then Allah gave me the strength to carry on doing this. And I did this for 360 children. Allah's Nabi was in tears and he said, This is the deed through which Allah gave you. So there's so many good people like this. He became a great Sahabi, Hazrat Sa'a. Firazdat, the famous poem, mentions his forefather, Hazrat Sa'a, in his poetry. Here, when Allah's Nabi arrived at the Banu, Banu Ka'ab tribe, the Banu Ka'ab tribe, Allah's Nabi spoke to them. They showed interest, but they said, we're not prepared to become Muslims. He said, why? He says, your own people rejected you. But what we'll do is, we won't reject you like them. We want to think. Nabi Sallallahu then said, okay, you can think, but allow me to speak to the others. They said, fine. He went to speak to the others. And he was going to all the tents of that tribe and speaking to them in their camp. Then another old man comes there whose name was Bayhara bin Firas. He speaks to the seniors of the tribe saying, I see a man doing something with your people. What is he talking about? Who gave him the permission to do this? They said, we permitted him. He's speaking what is good. What he's saying is right. Bayhara says, never. And he's taken to Nabi Sallallahu He says, oh Muhammad, you have to stop what you're doing and get lost. We don't want you. We're not interested in what you're saying. We know about you. You are insane. Get away from us. Allah's Nabi emotioned by this because people were so interested. As he walks away, he gets onto his camel. Bayhara then rushes behind the camel of Janabi Rasulullah and pierces it. And as it gets up, it throws Allah's Nabi off. And the beloved of Allah falls to the ground. But he didn't retaliate. How much of du'as he gave? How much he went through? 
that Mubarak face that Allah speaks of in the Quran, that Mubarak Nabi whose every limb is mentioned in the Quran, such a Nabi of Allah, but he sacrificed everything for you and I. To he got up, he walked away. Then three others came to attack him. There was a woman whose name was Muba'a. She had embraced Islam secretly in Makkah. She said to her tribe, What kind of a people are you? An innocent man is attacked and nobody does anything. Three men got up. Ghatfan, Ghitrif, and Urwa. These three came and defended Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah's Nabi gave them du'as. They became great Sahaba and later in their life they became Shuhada. So some good they did in their life became the means. See, here, defending Nabi Humanity is thirsty. This was happening in Arafah, Mina, Muzdalifah, year in and year out. Until finally Nabi made Hijrah. In Medina Manawara, he didn't go for Hajj. And Hajj was not revealed at the time. The compulsion of Hajj, the injunction of Hajj. In the ninth year, the beloved of Allah sallallahu sent Hazrat Abu Bakr as the Amir of Hajj. An interesting year was Hazrat Abu Bakr was sent and then Hazrat Ali was sent. Hazrat Ali was sent under the Amirship of Abu Bakr This was to show everyone and teach the whole Ummah that Hazrat Ali's presence, Hazrat Abu Bakr is Imam and Khatib and he is Amir of the Hajj. Hazrat Ali was to make announcements, he is great but the greatest Sahabi and he who is appointed by Rasulullah was Hazrat Abu Bakr That's why the ninth year Hazrat Abu Bakr and Hazrat Ali were both sent to Hajj. In the tenth year, Janabi Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and that was Hajjatul Wada'a, Allahu Akbar. What a Hajj. The announcement was made. Everyone, thousands and thousands arrived in Medina Manuwara. They departed on the 25th of Dhul Qada on Saturday after Dhuhr Salah. They went to Dhul Hulayfa, studied the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu What happened in Dhul Hulayfa? Where they stopped? Which towns they went by? What happened during the journey? All of these details is clearly documented in the life of the and when he was in Arafah, study his dua there, Allahu Akbar. Study his dua in Arafah. After the evening of Arafah, when Maghrib set in, he was awaiting someone. And everyone was, was eager to see who is Allah's Nabi awaiting from Arafah to alight on his camel with him. This person must be very special. Allah's beloved was actually waiting for him. And when he arrived, it was actually a Sahabi whose mother hailed from Africa. His mother hailed from Africa. I'm not going to even tell you his name now. I want you to find out what was this Sahabi's name. A young Sahabi at the age of 18. Mother from Africa. His skin was just like his mother's. So beautiful. And Allah's Nabi was showing the world. Not only did he say it in Arafah and in Hajj, that no one has superiority over the other, and we all are equal. La fadla li Arabiyin, ala ajamiyin, wala li ajamiyin, ala Arabiyin, illa bi taqwa. Not only did he say it, but he proved it to the world. We have to love everybody, and we are equal before Allah. And when we look down upon another, this is a trait that Allah detests. And these were words that our beloved repeated every day in Hajj. When he asked, what day is this? What month is this? What land are these? When Allah's Nabi wasallam asked this question on the first occasion, everyone was silent because they felt maybe he's going to change the names. But then every day when he repeatedly asked this question, it was not to change the names of the sacred lands. 
It was to explain to everyone that like you understand these lands are sacred, these days are sacred, this month is sacred, Kaaba Sharif is sacred. Every person's life and honor and wealth should be respected and is sacred. Dishonoring another person is unacceptable by them. Looking down upon them, backbiting, slander, causing hatred, causing animosity, harboring hatred and looking down upon others. These were sentiments, imagine, repeated in every one of his khutbas. In Hajj, this was to show the world that Allah's Nabi came with this deen for humanity in totality. And his ummah is diverse. And everyone has to live together and love each other and work with each other and be kind to each other and overlook each other for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the rewards of this will be tremendous in Allah's sight on judgment day. Allah give us